Welcome to Lakers Carpool, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. My name is James Brooks. I am your host, and we are here to talk about Lakers basketball. So my last episode was right at the, uh, it was a trade deadline episode on Thursday, right before the Lakers took on the Milwaukee Bucks, which we had talked a little bit about and didn't have high hopes for that game, you know, considering I think we knew LeBron was going to be out and just the trade deadline happening that day, you know, no Russell Westbrook, no, none of the guys that we traded were going to play in that game. It was a home game at the very least, which was nice, but, um, you know, just didn't have any, didn't have any huge expectations for that game. And the Lakers surprisingly played pretty well, um, pulling up the stats in this game. Um, I mean, Giannis went off, he had 38 points. Chris Middleton had 22 points off the bench. They they killed it. Anthony Davis was, you know, he struggled a little bit. He went 9 for 22 from the field, had 23 points. Dennis Schroeder was the leading scorer on the team with 25. Austin Reeves had a great game, 18 points on 7 of 11 shooting from the field. Lonnie Walker put up 15 off the bench with 6 of 14 shooting. So overall, like, the Lakers actually played pretty well, surprisingly. I mean, if Anthony Davis played decent on on offense the Lakers could have had the chance to win the game they lost 115 to 106 and yeah it's just one of those games where like the Lakers were came out playing with just fire like Austin Reeves was adding a lot um off the bench like he took he took Giannis crossed Giannis over took him to the basket and scored which was huge and it was funny watching the game you kind of got the vibe from the the game was on TNT, I think. Um, you got the vibe from the TNT announcers that they did not expect the Lakers to play well. You you, you kind of got the vibe that they expected the Lakers to get blown out of that game. And they were in the game for most of the game. And they were just, like, fired up when Austin Reeves took Giannis to the basket. And just just, just the play overall that they had, it, it, was, um, it was at least fun to watch for the most part. Um, Max Christie got the start. So he got the rookie starting. He didn't put any points up he was over two from the field he only played 12 minutes um Rui Hachimura eight points he was also in the starting lineup Troy Brown in the starting lineup with 11 points and again this was a trade deadline day game which kind of sucks like why do we play games on the trade deadline he definitely kind of screwed the Lakers over a little bit um I mean the Bucks are one of the best teams in, in the league so again like didn't have high expectations for the Lakers to even win but after with after the way they played only losing by nine with a, a tough offensive game from Anthony Davis. Had had this game been on the Friday, or had this been the Saturday game, or, or whatnot, or even maybe if this game was before, I don't know. The scheduling's tough, obviously, because they're trying not to do as many back-to-backs and stuff, so it kind of is what it is. You kind of get stuck, I guess, with some teams having to play on the trade deadline. But it did kind of screw the Lakers over a little bit, I think. Again, even though we thought the Lakers wouldn't really win the game, we... um could have potentially won if we I mean if LeBron played if we had some of the new guys as possible we, we pulled that win out but Lakers lose the game kind of as expected we fall to 24 and 31 I think or yeah we were 24 and 31 after that loss no we were ESPN's confusing because they show you when you look at the game they show you the record as of that game so they were 25 and 31 after the loss they went six games below 500 uh, stayed in the 13th seed again kind of what we expected the big game 
over the weekend for the Lakers was against the Warriors, which was played on Saturday, which is our first time getting to see the new guys, getting to see D'Angelo Russell again in the Lakers uniform, uh, Malik Beasley in the Lakers uniform, Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, Mo Bamba is still serving a suspension for a fight he had with, I think it was Austin, Austin Reeves. So he did not play for the Lakers. Um, and then, you know, the new guys for, for the Lakers that didn't play also was Davon Reed. Um, and the, I mean, Lakers got the win, which is huge. Lakers were on a three game losing streak, um, losing games that losing a game to the Thunder that we should have won, losing a game to the Bucks that we played surprisingly well in where we like, it felt like we could have won the game potentially. Um, if the Bucks had continued shooting poorly, <laughs> like they did in the first half, but um, the Lakers survived another poor Anthony Davis performance. Unfortunately, Anthony Davis was playing MVP caliber basketball before he hurt his foot, and now he is—he's just been struggling. He only had 13 points in the game against Golden State on five of 19 shooting. He did pull pull down 16 rebounds, so that was good. He did step up, I will say, in the fourth quarter defensively. I got to give him some credit. For helping the Lakers he did demand the ball a little bit more um, down low in the fourth quarter and those types of things don't really show up on the stat line but um, a rough offensive game again for Anthony Davis um, so the starting lineup we had was D'Angelo Russell Dennis Schroeder Troy Brown Jr. Rui Hachimura and Anthony Davis a little bit of a strange starting lineup I think people have been talking a lot about it lately Honestly, I think the Lakers' prime starting lineup would look like um, D'Angelo Russell at point guard, Austin Reeves at shooting guard, LeBron James, small forward. Um, I feel like Rui and Rui and Jared Vanderbilt could kind of be interchangeable, and then Anthony Davis at the five. That's kind of like the ideal Lakers starting lineup, in my opinion. Um at shooting guard, you could throw in Malik Beasley if he does start to to play well. Um, he didn't play very well against the Warriors. He went 0 for 6 from 3, 2 for 9 from the field, only had 4 points. Um, tough outing for him in his Lakers debut. But, I mean, there's only only going to go from there. Um, looking at the starting lineup for the Lakers against the Warriors, you had going down the list, D'Angelo Russell, 15 Dennis Schroeder led the team with 26 points. He came up huge. Troy Brown Jr. only had five points. Rui with 16. Anthony Davis with 13. Um, I will say having someone like Rui, a big 6'8 guy that can hit a shot on his own, is huge for the Lakers. Like he can score the buck. He can score buckets. Dennis Schroeder can score buckets. Um, Jared Vanderbilt, 12 points off the bench. He was huge. Five for seven from the field, eight rebounds. Um, he had doesn't show steals on here. He had a huge steal. Um, just good all-around defensive effort. He had four assists, which, like, for a for a power forward, pretty impressive. Um, Austin Reeves, eight points off the bench. Lonnie Walker, he played 15 minutes, only had four points. Um, his, you know, Lonnie Walker, it's one of, those, one of those things where, like, he's played, had some huge games for the Lakers, but... As LeBron comes back and stuff, he'll probably get to see less and less time. Um, and again, Lakers win this game 109-103. It was a pretty close game for the most part, and the Lakers did a good job down the stretch of really shutting down the Warriors, um, playing good defense, getting the Warriors to take tough shots. Um, Austin Reeves was huge down the stretch guarding Clay. He, he literally put the clamps on Clay. Clay couldn't get the ball, couldn't get an open shot. 
which was awesome. So huge win for the Lakers in their first game as with this new look team, which is just great. I mean, it's great to get those good vibes right away. Um, in a game where the Lakers, they easily could have lost this game. It could have gone the other way, especially without playing with LeBron and with Anthony Davis playing poorly. It really could have gone the other way. They only won by six, and the Warriors are one of those teams that, like, they can shoot lights out. So, like, they hit three threes. They hit three more threes, and they win the game. Um, as a team, Golden State, yeah, they only shot 27% from three. They went 12 for 44. Lakers, on the other hand, shot 32% from three, eight for 25, which is more in line with the Lakers game. They're not really... I mean, they're, they have better three-point shooters now than they ever have, I feel like. Um, but we're not, we shouldn't be shooting 44 threes. Uh, and that helped a lot. 27% from three for the Warriors kind of was the difference in the game. And some of that is, you know, bad shooting. Some of that is good defense from the Lakers. Jordan Poole put up 29 points for, for Golden State. Um, Clay Thompson, 15 points. Uh, Clay Thompson only went three for 13 from three. He shot 13 threes and only hit three of them. So that's huge. And again, shout out to Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell and those guys that were putting the clamps on him late in the game. So um, overall, great, a great win from the Lakers. Great to get a good, you know, it's just one of those things like getting good vibes. Good vibes are awesome. Um, so I think overall, I liked what I saw. I, I liked what I saw from D'Angelo Russell. He was able to, He's able to score the score, the basketball, whenever he not whenever he wants to necessarily, but like he can he can apply pressure to the defense. He can create contact and finish. Um, he's a good ball handler. Dennis Schroeder is similar, kind of a similar style. He's a little bit more like quick and like moves a little faster and makes more mistakes because of that. Kind of similar to like Russell Westbrook in a way. Don't want to make too much of that comparison, but like kind of in that sense, he he does make a few more mistakes because he's moving so fast. But um D'Angelo Russell just commanded the floor well, I felt like. Um the pick and roll game with him and Anthony Davis is gonna be deadly. The pick and roll game with him and LeBron James is gonna be deadly. There's they're gonna have a great three man situation there. I, I I can just see it happening. Unfortunately, we only have I think twenty five games left in the season. So we really gotta get a lot done quick. But there's good things. Good things can come from those those three players for sure. Again, Jared Vanderbilt, huge off the bench. He only played 17 minutes. He should have been he should have been at least in like 25 minutes to 30 minute range. That's how that's how good he played. It just I mean that goes down to like everyone everyone like Lakers fans in general are just having a lot of hard times with Darvin Ham and his roster um, rotations and stuff and playing too many guards like he started D'Angelo Russell and, and, and Dennis Schroeder like I don't know, understand why he feels like he needs to do that necessarily um but he did starting two point guards uh you know you could start Austin Reeves you could start Beasley you know whatever anyways he maybe it's just to have a little bit of continuity between the two teams since it's so new or the you know with the new players and all that stuff but that being said um Jared Vanderbilt needs to get more playing time. He earned it. He definitely earned it. And if he doesn't keep getting more playing time, then it's a huge problem. It's it's a huge coaching problem because he, in 17 minutes, he went five for seven, eight rebounds, four assists, 12 points. 
and only one foul for someone that's so active around the basket. It's pretty impressive. So like in 17 minutes, you're getting that kind of production. Like that, that is some efficient basketball right there. So I just think he needs more playing time. Um, the only, only two people had less playing time. It was Malik Beasley with 16 minutes, only one minute less. And Wenyan Gabriel with 12 minutes, another forward on the team, another big man. So, um, especially with like Anthony Davis struggling and stuff, like I feel like having Vanderbilt on the floor helps. Um, and with how Rui can shoot, he, Rui's a power forward, but he can stretch the floor enough that you could have Rui and Vanderbilt on the floor at the same time. You don't need to stagger their minutes. And I think part of it is I'm hoping just like a new guy on the team, uh, trying to figure out the rotations, LeBron's not playing, yada, yada, yada. And because the thing is, like, yeah, like the, the Warriors shoot well from from three and they move around a lot and stuff, but Jared Vanderbilt, even at 6'8", with like a seven-foot wingspan or whatever he has, um, can cover the perimeter. He He's not like he's going to get beat every time to the basket or like has to like sag off on threes and stuff. Like he can cover those guys. So really kind of weird there. I mean, it's weird from like a, if you don't know the context, but it is right in line with exactly what Darvin Ham has been doing with playing just really small lineups. So um, considering Anthony Davis's struggles, the Lakers surviving this game is huge and playing without LeBron James. So Overall, just a great win by the by the Lakers. Always good to get a win against Golden State, a division rival, a Western Conference rival. As the Lakers are trying to come come up in the stands, come up in the standings. I mean, we're still at a thirteenth place in the Western Conference, two games back from the ten spot. So two games back from getting into the playing tournament, we are. Uh, two and a half games behind Golden State in the ninth spot and then three spots behind three games behind the seventh and eighth seeds and four games still behind the sixth seed so with 25 games left if the Lakers can make a huge run and it's a big if but if they can do it then we could see the Lakers in the playoffs this season which is pretty shocking to say it's pretty shocking that there's a there's a realistic possibility that the Lakers make the playoffs this year I'm not. I'm not going to hold my breath on it. I'm not going to make any. I wouldn't make any bets necessarily that they that they'll make the playoffs, but we have constructed our roster in a way that in these last, I think, 25 games, um, we can we can make a run. So, I mean, we have. I think I saw on Twitter that we have the 23rd hardest um, schedule for the rest of the season. So that's that's good news, considering everything that we have a you know, somewhat quote unquote easy way the rest of the way. I mean, you look at, it's tough though. Cause you look at their, you look at the, the upcoming schedule and it's like, it really could go either way. Um, we play Portland tonight who they're, um, a game and a half ahead of us and they're in the 12th spot. So they're one spot ahead of us. So a win against them would be huge. Um, yeah, I'm going to jump in a little more. I'm going to take, take a quick break, and then we're going to jump a little more into the upcoming schedule for the Lakers and um, just more about the roster and things like that. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Like, with the Lakers playing the Nets tonight, you know, I, I, I might honestly put my money on the Nets. I hate to say it as a Lakers fan, but without LeBron playing or Anthony Davis, uh, Austin Reeves out, like, same game parlay, I might, tonight might just put a bet on for the Nets. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, but download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. All right, we're back. So I think one of the things I'll say looking just when I look at the schedule for the Lakers and the rest of the season, the one thing that I love about this new squad that we have is that I think every game I look at, there's a chance that the Lakers can legitimately win the game. Whereas before this new squad happened, before when we had Russell Westbrook and stuff, I felt the opposite. I felt every time I looked at a game, there was a possibility we were going to lose that game. And I, that's how sports is. Any team can lose on any day. Any team can win on any day. But, like, legitimately speaking, I really felt like the Lakers could, could can can win just about any game that they play this the, the rest of the season. So in our next five games, we play the Trailblazers, the Pelicans, the Warriors, the Mavericks, and the Grizzlies. Now, we've talked a little bit about this in my previous episode. Um, Blazers, it's a must-win game, and it's a, definitely a game we should win. Looking at the ESPN matchup predictor, they have 56. Portland is the favorites to win this game. Well, it's funny because they're the favorites to win this game, but the Lakers, I think, are a point-and-a-half favorites from like the the line or whatever. Um, LeBron James is on the fence on if he's going to play or not. He's listed as day to day. I've heard both. I've heard that we like shouldn't expect Le- expect LeBron to play tonight. But there's also I've I've saw today on Twitter that um, there's some people saying that there's a chance LeBron does play tonight. I think we could beat the Blazers without LeBron playing. So in one sense, it would be you know if he needs to rest a little more. This is a game that we should be able to win without him. But at the same time, it'd be great to get LeBron uh, plugged back into the lineup just to get some playing time with the new guys and, and build that camaraderie and, and, and whatnot, especially since we are only have 25 games left in, the, left in the season and we're trying to make a run to make the playoffs. Like, we're, time is really of the essence. So getting LeBron back in there sooner than later is great or would be great. But at the same time, if if he needs to rest, this is a game where we should be able to uh, pull it out without him. Um, next game is on Wednesday, or the game following tonight's game is on Wednesday against the Pelicans. This one is at home. Uh, the one against the Blazers is at Portland, so it's an away game. Um, so yeah, on Wednesday we play the Pelicans, but then, then we play the Warriors again at home, which is which is awesome. Then we play the Mavericks in Dallas and the Grizzlies in Memphis. So the next five games, I would predict the Lakers realistically we probably go three and two. We should beat 
we should beat the Blazers. We should beat the Pelicans. We should beat the Warriors, especially if Steph still isn't back. Um, and if LeBron is back. And then the Mavericks. Um, with the Mavericks, you know, they just got Kyrie. Luka, I think, has been... Or maybe he's back. I thought he was out, but I think he's back now. Um, Luca, Kyrie. I mean, that's it's it's just tough. Like it, that's one that one's really up in the air. It's one of those things where like we could have beaten the the Bucks without the new guys with with AD playing bad and with without LeBron. So like in that sense, like we should also be able to have a good game against the Mavericks. Um, and then we play the Grizzlies in Memphis and. The Grizzlies are a weird team, right? Like they're they're um kind of like a inconsistent team, I guess I should say. Like I, I was watching them play the Celtics yesterday and they ended up losing by ten, I think. Uh, I mean the Celtics are like the best team in the Eastern Conference, so like it it is what it is, right? They lo- they lost they lost the game, but I, I feel like I would have expected them to play it a little closer, play it a little better, but a lot of turnovers, missed shots, things like that that you get with a young team like the Grizzlies. Like the Grizzlies, they're a good team, but they're still a young team. And you get a lot of mistakes and stuff. And so those are things that LeBron, Anthony Davis um, can exploit. And actually having a formidable guard in D'Angelo Russell will help a ton going up against uh, the Grizzlies. So in the next five games, realistically, I could see us going on a little bit of a, little bit of a run, beating the Blazers, Pelicans, and Warriors again. So that would put us on a four-game winning streak. And then potentially losing to the Mavericks and Grizzlies. But between those two games, I feel like I could see the Lakers pulling one out also. So I don't know. It's hard. It's really hard to say. Obviously, those are both on the road, which is tough. Um, so it, it's it's tough to say. But in the next five games, I feel pretty good. At least I feel pretty good about the next three games. And then the next two games, kind of up in the air. And, and again, same thing with the Warriors, I guess, too, though. It's like like I mentioned in our in our game on Saturday against the Warriors, like – we very easily could have lost that game if the Warriors hit three more threes, you know? So, which is realistic. Like, Jordan Poole, and between Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson, you could get three more threes. So, in that sense, Anthony Davis playing better is, is, a must, is a must for the Lakers to make the playoffs and LeBron James getting healthy. So, those are two things that haven't happened the last couple games. And at least we stole a win. I'll say against the Warriors in that sense. And um, yeah, so I feel pretty good about the next five games, give or take. And then past that, again, we play the Warriors again on March 5th. So like in a few more, in a couple weeks. Um, But, you know, we're getting into, you know, we play the Thunder again, should win that game. Play the T-Wolves, probably should win that game. Uh, Warriors again, Grizzlies again, Raptors, Knicks pelicans again um yeah i mean all these games they're winnable games they're teams that like on theory it's one of those things where i feel like the teams that we play like the bulls uh the timberwolves like these teams that that we have coming up in like in march are all the teams that play really well against the lakers right like you play the bulls and you have DeRozan and levine and caruso all these guys that like have ties to la or to the lakers or something in some way and they want to like stick it to him or something. I feel like that always ha- I feel like that always happens. And then you have like Carl Anthony Towns with the Timberwolves who always wants to take it to Anthony Davis and it's just endless. And teams always want to come out and play well against the Lakers. So um 
But, I mean, if the Lakers are going to make a run, we're in the best position that we possibly can to make that run. And and speaking of that, you know, a lot of people have talked about, like, this new team and how not only is it good for the rest of the season, but it it gives, like, the way the con the contracts are written and stuff and the terms of the deals and whatnot give the Lakers flexibility for the summer and the offseason to make a trade or, or whatnot. So a lot of people have been saying, like, oh, well, LeBron wants Kyrie and – we didn't get Kyrie. We have the pieces now if we wanted to make a trade. So in the summer, don't be surprised if the Lakers trade some of these new pieces and, and whatnot for Kyrie. And I tweeted out yesterday, like a not so hot take that the Lakers should not trade for Kyrie in the offseason. It's actually got pretty good responses. Um, a lot of people agree. A lot of people in um, a lot of people in Lakers Nation agree that uh honestly we were probably better off with the team we have i mean it's only been one game there's one person that was like well, why don't we wait and see or whatever but you know it's no fun like we're we want to uh we want to see we want to judge the team as it is like what we've seen so far right so you know if you're getting a hundred percent the basketball player like if you're with Kyrie, if you're getting a 100% basketball player only, and you're getting what you get on the court for him, from him, then then yeah, 100% trade for Kyrie. But I feel like there's a reason why things haven't worked out in Boston. Things haven't worked out in Brooklyn. Things were rocky with him and LeBron um, on the Cavs before that. And every team he's been on since they won the championship in 2016 has had some sort of disappointment. Um, he's obviously had some controversy earlier this season. Um, and so it's one of those things where it's like, do you want to bring that in? Is it worth the risk? And honestly, with what I've seen so far and what I can see the potential of this Lakers team being as currently constructed, or at least with the main pieces, right, with D'Angelo Russell, AD, LeBron, Vanderbilt, um, hopefully Malik Beasley if he can get things together. Obviously, it's only one game, so remains to be seen on how that goes. Um with all those pieces that you have and all the depth you have with Rui, like it's just um, Dennis Schroeder. Like if Dennis Schroeder's coming off the bench, like that's that's a good situation. Um, but like having all that depth and stuff, it's like I'd almost rather just take that than take the high risk, high reward of Kyrie. Because so far twice now, teams have done it and they've gotten bitten the butt for it. Um so we'll see. I mean, I know that's kind of the curse of LeBron, right? Is you kind of get the players that LeBron wants to play with. And does LeBron want to play with D'Angelo Russell long-term? I don't know. I I wouldn't guess that he does, but but who knows? Um, so if LeBron wants to play with Kyrie, it's likely the Lakers make a trade for Kyrie. Now, it would be great if we could if we do make that trade, if we could hold on to at least like Vanderbilt or some of the pieces not give up everything we just acquired at the trade deadline because i think rob plink is really onto something with the team as constructed and i think if the lakers can make a run and make the playing tournament make the playoffs no matter how you do it in the playoffs then you're excited for what can happen next season what i'm worried about is that's how i also felt in the 2021 season when we lost to the suns in the first round right it was like this is a great squad like it sucks that we lost in the first round. If Anthony Davis was healthy, we probably would have won. Um, let's see what happens next season. And Plank could just <laughs> blew it all up, and we 
acquired Russell Westbrook and we all know the history there. So I'm hoping that we view making the playoffs, if we do make the playoffs as a win. And even if we don't make the playoffs, like it was still a tough road, right? Like I feel like the thing is, is unfortunately we've set ourselves up for failure in a way, right? Because we only have 25 games to, to make that run. But again, Polinka did a good job putting this team together and we're in the best situation we can be to, to make that run. So it'll be a good win if the Lakers can, can pull off a playoff, uh, a playoff appearance, but I'm not, you know, again, not holding my breath. So that being said, should the Lakers trade for Kyrie in the off season, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but I'm starting out. I'm going to, I'm just putting it out there right now. No, we, we should not, we should, you know, we have a great group, like a young core that is good with depth surrounding Anthony Davis and LeBron James, which is we is the first time we've had it since that 2021 season. And we blew it all up, right? So we have that again now. Let's hold on to it for a little bit. Let's see what we can do with it. And just because you just because you don't make a trade in the offseason doesn't mean that you can't make a trade early in the season, the following season, if things aren't working out right. And maybe if if the Kyrie situation isn't available, then maybe it's someone else, right? Like maybe it's Damian Lillard, although I know Portland – kind of is gatekeeping him and doesn't want him uh, going anywhere. So all that being said is I think the Lakers have something good going on so far. I know it's only been one game, so maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Maybe I'm too overly excited. I was telling my wife, like, it's so nice. Like, the Russell Westbrook Lakers experiment was just a dark cloud over my Lakers fandom. It was really hard. Like, it was hard to have fun being a Lakers fan. It was hard to come and do the podcast and, and talk about the Lakers and, and all these things because like it just felt like it was a, a I was a broken record saying the same thing every single every single time because every single game was the same thing. We're getting the same thing from from Russell Westbrook. It was just a problem. We we're complaining about the roster, complaining about Rob Palenka and all that stuff. And so now that we've kind of fixed our problems and we you know, especially because we won that first game back even if we lost the game, it's still a little bit exciting, but like we won the first game with the new team or with the new guys playing and, and we still have Mo Bamba to debut at some point. We have LeBron to bring into the fold. Like it's just exciting again to, to be a Lakers fan, which is, which is awesome. It's fun. So I'm, I'm happy to be uh, recording these podcasts and talking Lakers basketball and interacting with you guys on Twitter and, and whatnot. So um, Lakers play again tonight against Portland I feel good about it. I think the Lakers should get a win. Um, we will have to wait and see what happens. Hopefully, LeBron can play. Um, again, still kind of on the fence. I was going into the, going into today. I was pretty sure LeBron was not playing, but after seeing some things on Twitter today, I'm feeling like he might potentially play. So we'll see what happens. Um, thank you guys so much for listening, and go Lakers! Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers! 2.1 seconds remaining. Denver a foul to give. Jokic trying to disrupt Rondo. He puts it in. Here's Davis. 4-3 in the win. Oh, it's good! Anthony Davis! Wanted for the-